Agents Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Okay, guys. Now imagine differentiating your brand to stand out above the other 2 million plus realtors that exist in this market. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, I've heard this before. We've got another expert that's going to tell me how to differentiate myself. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, stop what you're doing. Well, and if you're on the treadmill or you're driving, go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. But pay attention. Don't push pause. Don't push stop. Because our guest today is an absolute beast, a stud, an expert, a guy that I've looked up to. I've read both of his books. I've been in one of his coaching platforms. He has built this group called Brand Builders. He is a top 100 speaker, two-time world champion, best-selling author. I've already mentioned, Take the Stairs and Procrastinate on Purpose. His TEDx has been viewed over 3 million times. Guys, this guy is for real. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents podcast, Rory Vaden. Hey, Jeff. Thanks, man. That's so nice. Those things are... <laughs> are wonderful things to say. I appreciate that. Well, it's and they're exactly as I wrote them for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> you did not write those for me to say, <laughs> for the record. Uh, but it's easy to do because Rory, you know, again, and, and this is not the first time I've interviewed you. And I told you this the last time I interviewed you that, uh, you know, because I was in your previous life, uh, Southwestern Consulting, I got to know you. I got to listen to you all the time because I was listening to those podcasts and I read your books and and that sort of thing. So it's an honor. It's an honor to do this again. It's an honor to do it every time we do it. And I'm excited to have you here. And I think we're going to drop, you're going to drop a ton of bombs on on our audience. You're going to share amazing value. And all I'm going to do is ask you a bunch of questions. So let's start with assuming not everybody knows you like I do. Well, yeah that I know you from the level that I do. And uh, tell, tell our audience a little bit about who you are. Well, so I basically consider my study uh, the psychology of influence, and I'd say specifically ethical influence. And I've been around sales my entire life. My mom's, I was raised by a single mom who sold Mary Kay Cosmetics, is a true story. I always tell people I know more about makeup than I do about cars. Um, because I was, you know, doing satin hands with my with my mom's home home makeup parties when I was a kid, and then, um, you know, I got involved in direct sales when I was in college. I went door to door for for five years. Was a, a recruiter. I made about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in college. Came out of college in grad school and used that money to start our first business, which you mentioned. We we refer to it as the former, but it was a sales coaching company. And that was where I met my wife and we started the business together with a, a couple other partners. We ended up growing that company over about uh, 12 years 
to an eight, it was an eight figure annual business. We had about 200 people on our team, thousands and thousands of sales coaching clients. And then my wife and I sold it in 2018. So we sold out of that company. And then, you know, over the course of that time, you know, obviously released my first book, Take the Stairs, which hits the New York Times. And then my TED talk came out in 2015. And, but anyways, when we exited uh, the former, we had opportunity to start a new company. In fact, the day we left our old company, uh, Lewis Howes called us and we had been friends and Lewis has a, a, a very large podcast called The School of Greatness. And we had helped Lewis with his first book launch, just kind of as friends. And uh, a couple of years had gone by and he said, hey, I, I really think I could use your help. My business is growing, but I'm going in too many directions. And I'm trying to like get clear on the strategy. And so Lewis became our first brand builders, brand builders group experience. And he was the one that said, this is your new business. I'm going to bring you on my podcast. We're going to, we're going to tell the whole world. This was absolutely phenomenal. And so we started brand builders group and we do one-on-one personal brand strategy for anybody who is what we call, we refer to them as mission-driven messengers. So you have a calling on your heart to do something good in the world. And it's not that we don't like money. We, we do like money. We're, we, 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 we are love making money. We love, you know, blessing people with money, but we're really servicing the people who feel called to make an impact in the world. And that, that income is subservient to the idea of, I want to make a mark. I want to make a difference in my community, in my industry, in my profession, in my trade. And so now we teach people how to build and monetize their personal brand and reach, reach more people. It's awesome. And, and I, you know, again, I, I know you well. And so I'm, I'm going to, I know a lot about what you do. So I'm going to ask you questions though, as though I am coming from the real estate agent's mind, right? So again, yeah. I mentioned there, they're probably walking on their treadmill right now, listening to this. And my que- my first question, based on what she, the way you just described, what it is that you do is that, okay, Rory, there are, there are millions of real estate agents. It's a very noisy industry, very diluted. And, you know, we listen to these people talk. I listen to the Jeff Fitzers of the world because he's very prevalent in lab code agents and the Tristan Almadas and those kind of guys. And I know what I need to do, but I, I get it. Like you're talking about entrepreneurs. You mentioned, you've mentioned to me, authors, you've mentioned to me that, you know, people that want to make an impact. I just want to sell homes so right. how does this relate to me or how do I need to shift my mindset to understand why this and what you do is so valuable to me in my business? Yeah. So let me answer with a data point, something that's not opinion, but a, a, a fact. And one of the things that we did, my wife, who is our CEO, AJ, I'm, I, I operate more like the CMO, but um, AJ worked with this, this third-party independent research firm and spent basically you know, this year-long process of conducting PhD-led research that's statistically valid, weighted to the U.S. Census about trends in personal branding. So we call it Trends in Personal Branding National Research Study. And one of the questions that we asked, now this isn't international, it's weighted to the U.S. So it's, this is only in the U.S., but um, one of the things that we found is that 74% of all Americans, regardless of age, ethnic profile, where they live, et cetera, income range, 74% of all Americans say they are more likely to trust someone 
who has an established personal brand. And what that tells us is that people aren't buying from companies, they're buying from people, which you've heard people say, you might know it intuitively, but we actually now have statistically valid data, you know, plus or plus or minus like a 3% margin of error that, that shows that people say this is true. They buy from you. They don't buy what you do, they buy who you are. And personal branding like a lot of people, when they hear the term personal branding, their mind goes to like, oh, you guys do websites or you do graphic design or you do like logos and colors. We actually don't do any of that stuff. Those are, you know, branding agencies. We're a strategy firm. We, what a CMO is to a company is what we are for individuals. We don't work with companies. We only work with individual faces. About 5% of the people we work with are celebrity clients. Um, Glenn Sanford is one of our clients, or, you know, founder of, founder of EXP and billionaire founder. Um, we work with people on the cover of Time Magazine. But 95% of our clients are not the, the celebrities. They're, they are people who run a small business. They are professional service providers. So they are real estate, but there are other things as well. Most, most of our audience are you know, professional services or they're like a speaker, author, coach of some type. But they are someone who understands that business is done based on trust. And so personal branding is like a newer term. People think of it as like, oh, it's it's newer, or they think of social media, or they might think of like funnels, or they think of like the visual identity. But our research study tells a different story, which is that personal branding is simply the digitization of reputation. It is nothing more than the digitization of reputation. So while the concept might be new to you, or you might think of it as like these technology things because those are like some of the tools of the day, it's much bigger and deeper and more broad than that. It's really about trust. We know statistically now that 63% of Americans say they are more likely to buy from an individual with an established personal brand. We know that 57% of Americans say they are more likely to recommend somebody with a personal brand. We know that 50% of Americans say they are more likely to work for a company because they recognize the personal brand of the founder. 30% of Americans say they are more likely to date someone <laughs> because they have an established personal brand. There is a level of trust that comes from not being a celebrity, but being someone who I can assess and know online. And, and it's, it's, it's a kind of a weird thing because, you know, I remember when I first got online to me, you know, people would post pictures of like what they were eating or whatever. And I was like, this is so stupid. Like, why does anyone care what they're eating? <laughs> and then what I realized is, as I said, you know, like uh, it's all about if, if you flip it and you think about like, like uh, do you have like a celebrity, like a favorite celebrity, Jeff, like anyone who's like a biz, biz uh, like, like if someone, if you had the opportunity to like meet somebody that's like quasi famous or whatever, who would it be? Uh, well, I've done it with uh, Jesse Itzler, but I would, okay. uh, so, and, I, and I, I still follow, I would say Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Okay. So Gary V is a great example, right? So if you had an opportunity, if I told you, I said, I, I'm going to give you the opportunity to shadow Gary Vaynerchuk for an entire day. You're gonna to get to be there right when he wakes up 
and you're going to get to stand right next to him all day, hear every phone call, be in every meeting, but you cannot talk to him. You can't say anything to him. All you can do is stand there and look. Would you say, no, that seems like a waste of time? Or would you be like, heck yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, no brainer. Of course I would do it. Of course you would do it, right? Yeah. So that because you go like, I wonder what Gary Vaynerchuk eats for lunch. I wonder who he talks to on a day. Like if you're Gary Vaynerchuk, like how much time do you actually work? Do you hang out with family? Do you go out to eat? Does he, do you like, all these things, right? We're fascinated with the human experience. It also creates trust. We trust Gary Vaynerchuk because we see him, because we learn from him, right? You trust people who, who you see, you trust people who you learn from, and you trust people who you know things about. If, if I said, uh, you know, list off, the, list off the, the five people that you trust most in your life, they would be people who are close to you. They would be people that you know intimate things about and that know intimate things about you. Things like social media, or just call it personal branding, give that opportunity to do that at scale. It gives people an opportunity to feel like they know you. You don't know them, which is what makes it kind of weird, uh, uh, is going like, why would anyone care what I'm eating? Well, for the same reason you would care about what Gary Vaynerchuk is eating. You're curious about who the person is in real life. And if someone's gonna buy a home from you, or if they're gonna take out a loan from you for several hundred thousand dollars, or if they're gonna insure their biggest asset in their life with you, they might be curious about who you are. Companies are trust, or uh, here's another thing that's fascinating from this data. Individuals apparently seem to be trusting companies less and trusting individuals more. Mm. Um, for example, we 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 saw um, one of the data points was that 82% of Americans say that companies are more influential if their founder or executives have a personal brand that they know, trust, or follow. One reason why is we've been misled by a lot of companies. We have believed in media companies that we found out were having all sorts of sexual harassment and stuff behind the scenes. Big, big time movie companies and big time media companies and big time like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we want to we we want to know the people that we are doing business with. And, and so personal branding is the digitization of reputation. It is allowing people to get a chance to be exposed, not to your company, not to who you work for, not to what you do not even really to what you know, but to who you are. That is the human experience. And that is available today in a more scalable way than ever before in history because of personal branding, which includes things like social media and podcasting and videos and blah, 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 blah. But the conversation is, is bigger than that. There's a lot to unpack on what you just said, and I love all of it, because I think when you the first my first question was before you unpacked a lot of that was, OK, digitization of reputation. Like, what does that really mean? And I think uh, let me summarize this just to make sure I understand, which I think will help make sure the audience understands, which the way you described uh, the way I would describe it is basically you are your own reality TV show. And your audience, the people out there in the world, 
actually are far more interested in the, your reality TV show than they are your latest listing, than they are the award that you just won, than they are than your Monday market update. They don't care about any of that. They're actually more interested in what flavor oatmeal you chose for breakfast this morning than any of that other stuff that you think they're interested in. Is, is that a, a very good way to dumb that down? Uh, digitization of a reputation? Is that, is that, was that a good way to describe it? I think that's a, that's a valuable part of it. But I would say, uh, so I think you, uh, here's how I would just tailor it just a little bit, Jeff, because um, I like where your mind is going there with the parallel. I would say that you are your own media channel of which a part of the programming on your channel could be a reality TV show. Is like, what do you do in your personal life? But to a stranger, a complete stranger, if they come to your, let's just use Instagram. That's where I'm most, where I'm most active on social personally is on Instagram where I go, if I come to your Instagram feed and I just see pictures of your kids and stuff, it, I don't have a reason to follow you because I don't care so much about what's going on in your kid's life. And so what the way we would divide that is we should say, we would say your, your, your feed is actually where you share what you do. Your stories is where you share who you are. So your feed is a little bit more like a billboard and stories is a little bit more like inviting someone over to dinner. Now, the thing that I think people misunderstand very much. So, so I think a reality TV show is actually kind of a good metaphor for part of the strategy, but it shouldn't be the thing that you lead with. The thing that you have to lead with always is what's in it for them, right? I mean, Dale Carnegie talked about this years ago. So what you had for lunch or what's going on with your kids or the trophies that you won or your latest listings for the most part, all of those are equally irrelevant to someone who is a visiting stranger. Now, if they happen to be in the audience, if they happen to be in the market for buying a home in the area that you have a listing at right this second, then maybe it's useful to them. But you got to say, the question you got to ask is, how can I be more useful to my audience? And your social media strategy predominantly, there's really only three, not, not your social media strategy, your content marketing strategy is really what we, we think of it as the three E's. You're either going to be entertaining, encouraging, or educational. Most of us are going to either be entertaining. You follow me because I make funny videos about cats and pranks and, you know, or I'm Ellen DeGeneres. You, you follow Ellen DeGeneres because she's funny, right? Like, you're following her to be entertained. There's other people that you follow because they're encouraging to you. People follow Lewis Howes, just since we've been talking about him. He, he's, it's encouraging. that He's interviewing guests that have encouraging stories. People follow lab code agents predominantly for education. Mm -hmm. It's what can you teach me? So what you got to figure out is which of those three is most relevant to why I'm on these platforms in the first place, let's say, you know, social media, but for the average agent, if you're going, how do I make money from this? How can I be useful to the audience? And, and so I would say, okay. And, and you can be some mix of all three, right? You can be educational, entertaining, and encouraging, 
but it's probably going to fit for most of us, me included, more in the educational realm. If you're doing this for business and you're trying to use your personal brand to drive awareness for something that you're doing, because there are, there, there's, only, there's only a few ways to monetize a personal brand. There's actually five. We call them the paids, P-A-I-D-S. Then there's a big difference between a pile of followers and a pile of cash. In fact, we have a lot of clients at Brand Builders Group who are, are, have a lot of followers, but don't necessarily make as much money as you would think. I mean, they're, they're, we have some people that are pretty like Twitter rich, but, but dollar broke because they're not the same thing. Inversely, we have a lot of clients who might be at one of our events that you'd be sitting next to that you never heard, but they, they could write a check to buy a private plane. Like, so they don't equate to the same thing. But if you go, how do I convert my followers into money? You're gonna. You're either going to tell them about a, a, a product. So here they are, I'll give you all five. The P is products. The A is ads and affiliates. The I is information products. The D is deals. And the S is services. I'm either gonna sell them a P, a physical product. I'm gonna sell them a shoe or a book or a, a day planner. Or if I'm Sarah Blakely, I'm selling Spanx. Mm-hmm. If I'm Elon Musk, I'm selling a Tesla. I'm selling a physical, I'm using my personal brand to sell a physical product. Ads and affiliates means I'm not selling my audience anything. I'm selling other people access to my audience and they're paying me to have the opportunity to put their brand in front of my audience. That's Lewis's model. He he runs a podcast and and people pay to sponsor the show. I is information products, which has been, you know, a big burst on the scene, course, you know, eBooks, courses, membership sites, assessments, certifications. A lot of our community happens to do those, but not most of the realtors we work with. They might do a book or something like that, but the predominant way, well, and then D is deals, which is third-party deals. That's like getting a book deal or a TV deal or a brand deal. Um, Again, that one's probably not super applicable for real estate agents. The S though is services. Most of our clients make monetize their personal brand, not from selling video courses. They monetize it from selling the professional service that they offer. I'm a lawyer. I want more clients. I'm a CPA. I want more clients. I'm a real estate agent. I want more clients. I want listings. I want buyers and I want listings. I'm, I'm I'm a mortgage professional, which means I want more clients or probably I want more realtors. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is anything that you're exchanging time for money for. So what can you do to add value to the person you're trying to reach? If, if I'm a mortgage professional, I'm going, the content I put out should not be about me. It should be what is useful for the person I'm trying to target. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to reach realtors, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the content I'm putting out here is anything that's helpful or useful for realtors because that's who I'm trying to build relationships with. If I'm a real estate agent and I go, okay, I'm trying to attract buyers, then I would focus on what is useful. So what is useful? Market comps are useful. What's going on with interest rates is useful. Understanding how to invest in real estate is useful. Uh, Understanding tax deductions for, for my property is useful. Introducing me to vendors to get my yard cut and to get my gutters cleaned out and to uh, information about the schools is useful, right? It's, it's being useful. Um, and that is what we have to figure out how to do. 
and and it's different for everybody. Not everybody chooses the same strategy, but the, the, the best piece of personal branding advice I've ever received, and this isn't a Rory Vaden quote, I wish it was, but it was from one of my mentors, a guy named Larry Wingett. And Larry Wingett one time said, the goal of a personal brand is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And so if I'm a real estate agent and there are literally millions of people who do what I do and probably hundreds in my area that do what I do, I got to go, what is unique about me? And there's different, there's, there's, uh, there's different ways you can, you can differentiate. You know, we refer to these as the three M's, which we could, we could talk about if you want, but, but one of the, one of the natural ways to differentiate is just based on who you are. We do business with people who we trust. We trust people who we see, who we learn from, and who we know something about. So how can you be seen? How can you teach something that is useful? And how can you share stuff about yourself to make yourself known? So that third part is sort of the reality show part of it, which is more like, a third of it is letting you see who I really am. But the other, the other part of it is just kind of like being seen and being useful and being valuable. Man. Okay. So <laughs> that, that is, uh, you, you, I, I mentioned in the beginning, you're going to be dropping a lot of bombs here, a lot of knowledge bombs. <laughs> and, and I think that is an understatement. I want to ask you this before I forget to ask you. So you've, you, you use acronyms and you've got the three E's and you got paids and you mentioned the, the, the M's. Is there a place, and I will mention this again in the end, that if anybody says, man, I got to go back, not only listen to this, but I want to go like dig a little bit deeper on some of this mm. stuff. Where can they do that? Yeah. So that, thank you for that question, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. We actually do one-on-one like training and one-on-one coaching. So we don't really sell video courses and we, we have events, but they're members only events. You can't like buy a ticket to the, to the event. We do very human to human interaction. And we actually offer the first call is free for everybody. If you go to freebrandcall.com slash LCA for lab code agents, right? You go mm-hmm. to freebrandcall.com slash LCA. You actually can request a, a call there and uh, and talk with one of the strategists on our team. And so we'll kind of like try to assess your situation, determine if you're really like a fit for us or not, like depending on what you're wanting to do. But, you know, th- that's a good place to go is to have the conversation because we can talk about how to find your uniqueness. We can talk about determining your business model. What's your content marketing strategy? In theory, there's some there's principles that apply to everybody, but the the real answer there's not a right answer to this stuff. There's only a right answer for you, yeah. right? There's there's not a best market to go after. There's only the best market to go after for you, and that's that's the key that I think a lot of people overlook too. Is they go, oh, I've I've heard this from this person and that from that person, and they're trying to like just apply a bunch of a random smattering of things that they hear. And I think that's really like our specialty is working with people one-on-one. So freebrandcall.com slash LCA would be the, the place to go. I love it. Awesome. Well, we got, we've still got plenty of time. So I want to ask you some more questions and I want to get back. I want to, it's, 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 we've gone a little broad. And so I want to bring it back. I want to bring it back to, you know, to real estate. Let's bring it back okay. to 
uh, to the individual agent, because the majority of our industry is individual agents working for a brokerage. You've made it very clear that their brokerage based on the data that you that you shared that's not why any clients are probably ever using you so you can pretty much you know well okay so just just to be clear on that so so one a data point here is 47% of americans say that a personal brand is more influential in their purchasing decisions than a corporate brand so the 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 current data holistically on the population it's about 50-50 so it's not to say that you know, your brokerage doesn't matter. It does matter. I mean, the, the company you work for does lend credibility, right? If I work for Apple or I work for Google, that says something about who I am. But it it to, to what you were saying, it's not the only thing. And it's kind of like that kind of sort of like might get you in the game. But we also know that that 58% of Americans said they would be more, they would be willing to pay more money to receive the same service from a professional with a personal brand versus someone who worked at just a large company that they didn't know. So it's to say the personal brand is more valuable. It's worth more. People are willing to pay more for it and they do trust it. And the data does show that as like, if we stratify the data across generations that like, for example, I'm, I'm pulling, I pulled up the deck here just to get the number. Like 64% of Gen X says, uh, or excuse me, sorry, let me look. That's, I don't want Gen X. I want to look at uh, millennials. So millennials, 54% of older millennials say that a personal brand is more influential than the company. So it's about 50-50, but in the future, it's going to tip um, as, you, as we stratify this across ages. So anyways, it's not to say that the corporate brand isn't important. It is. There's value to corporate branding. That's not what we do. We don't work with companies. We work with individuals. But at, at the tipping point usually happens because I like you, right? Like, I, sure, I've heard of Keller Williams, but I there's multiple Keller Williams agents in my market. Oh, yeah. The reason I'm I like the reason you're my guy or you're my gal is because I like you. I've done business with you. My friends have done business with you. I know you, and it's it is that human connection. That, that really matters. And that's what we have an opportunity to scale. So anyways, just to make that clear, I don't want to like discount both of them, but to go ahead, because I, I like where you were going with- No, like- I, well, and it's good. It's good that you said that. And, and it could take us down a different rabbit hole because at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, most of the time, a, 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 a customer is not going to say, I have to work with the Keller Williams agent. It's just because the brand is more prevalent. It might lend credibility, but at the end of the day, right. it's still going to come down to the individual and whether it's your statistics, whether it's your personality, whether it's your reality, whatever it is, that's why they're going to choose you. And that happens all the time, right? If you move from Keller Williams to whatever other EXP company or whatever, yep. yeah, they, 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 they or, or vice versa, right? You mm-hmm. go to Remax, you go to Compass, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter people tend to follow the agent yeah. or, or like finance happens with financial advisors too, yeah. or lawyers or accountants, which is the point is going, Oh my gosh. Like if, if I'm a, if I'm an agent, I can't just rely on my company to give me credibility. Like I, they're buying me. I'm the one they're interested in. I'm the one they're following. And that means I'm, I can also be responsible for attracting my own clients, which you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think I think anybody listening to this, if you're the kind of agent who 
is the one who says, I'm going to attach to a brokerage or a brand because they're going to bring me business. You're always going to be handicapped. And, you know, obviously you're, you're reliant on, on them rather than you controlling your own potential destiny. Right. And, Amen. and I mean, I think that's a, that's a statement that I, I think everybody knows. And so I don't really want to spend any time on that. Cause I think that's, that's the obvious. I want to get a little bit deeper on it to say, okay, I, I am the real estate agent. And obviously we've talked about, you know, the routes that I can go, the type of content you were specific about Instagram. And, and I love how you, you broke it down to what your feed should be versus what stories are. And, and so, you know, let's just say That's I'm super that tactical, very, uh, very. And so, uh, so I'm an agent. And, and by the way, you didn't mention this, but you're, you're building a parasocial relationship with your audience. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand, but building an, a, a relationship with them to where they know you really well, but you have no idea who they are. Just like I was with yes. Maverick and Goose on Top Gun, you know, like my best friends, <laughs> but they don't know who the hell I am, right? So when it comes to, again, we're talking about the individual agents here and, and, and let's just assume we're not talking to the one or 2% who are already doing this at a very high level. The ones right. that are still struggling to say, okay, where should I go from here? What should I do next? Am I, am I, do I need to define uh, my, my content strategy? Do I need to define the platform? Where do I go? Like, where do I start at the very basic level? Yeah. So, so we have, there's 14 stops on our, in our full curriculum and our brand builder journey. Right. And it takes you from exactly what you're saying. Like what's the first step all the way to building a complete body of content and original IP, and then the presentations to acquire clients and then a digital infrastructure and social media strategy podcasts. And like, you know, all the way out to like becoming a New York Times bestselling author if you had that desire and scaling your personal brand into an eight-figure business. But the first step is doing what you're talking about. And we call it finding your brand DNA. So the the genesis of a personal brand starts by answering this question in one word. And, and most people, most people cannot do this. It is addressing, it, it's addressing the question, what problem do you solve in one word? And it is knowing okay, what problem do I solve and who do I solve it for? When, when I think about uniqueness, I mentioned these three M's. There's, there's different ways to, to differentiate, but you can, some of the very practical ways to think about that is you can differentiate based on the market that you serve, based on the method in which you serve that market, or based on the model of how you serve that market. EXP is a great example of how they're disrupting the model. They're doing it more on the agent side, but they're they're doing a different model, right? They're doing this like equity-based model and virtual model. It's a, it's a different model. They're still providing real estate to residential real estate to people who need homes. So like the what they're doing, which would be the, the method and the, and the market, the who they're doing it. So the market is who you're doing it for. The method is what you're doing. The model is how you're doing it. So they're still they're still playing in the game of servicing residential real estate, um, you know, to, to people. But the model is a little bit different. Um, if you look at like taxi cabs, right? So taxi cabs and Uber kind of serve the same market. They're serving people who need a ride, but the um, and they're both using someone else's car to take you there. So the method is different, 
but the model is different. In a taxi, you kind of like have to go to the location, usually like a, ta- a, ca- like a taxi stand, and they come pick you up, whereas Uber will, will was, you know, it's first started by everyone's private driver. That's what their original slogan was, where they come to you and instead of calling them on the phone, you just use an app, right? So as an agent, as that translates, those would be the first three, you know, three of the first questions that I would answer is going, okay, can I differentiate based on market? Who am I serving, right? Am I going for first-time home buyers? Am I going for vets? Am I going for uh, you know, investors? Am I going after uh, people who are middle-class? Am I going after people who are high net worth? Like, am, am, am I going, you know, whatever, like who am I serving? And do you, you, and know, do you I, recommend, if you don't mind me cutting you off, do you recommend to an agent, so let's just say I'm your client here and we're, we're having this call, do you recommend that I niche that down or is, are you leaving that up to each individual to say, listen, if you want to be broad based, that's cool. Uh, but if you want to be very niche down and you want to really want to focus on military because you have that background and you live in an area where there's a lot of military or something like that, right? What is your advice to somebody who's trying to figure that out? Because I think most people just come in and say, the world is my oyster. My market is my oyster. I want everybody. Recipe for failure. The world is my oyster is a recipe for failure. Let me give you a, uh, I'll talk out a visual. So this is one of the very first frameworks that we teach our clients. It's called Sheehan's Wall. So we named this after a colleague of mine, Peter Sheehan, who originally taught me kind of like inspired with this concept and we've adapted it, but it's very much like what you're talking about is that in any market or any industry or any vertical, there's two groups of people, those who are unknown and those who are known. And in between is this huge invisible wall called Sheehan's Wall, which is the barrier from becoming moving from unknown to known. What most people do is exactly what you say. The world is my oyster. I want to service everybody. I want to be on all, you know, I want to be on all platforms. I want to talk about all things to all the people, all the time, everywhere. And they bounce off the wall. They're throw, they literally are like, I'm throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall to see what sticks and, and it bounces off. The way that you break through Sheehan's wall is by becoming known for one thing. And being the world's leading authority on one thing. And that's how you break through the wall. Um, you know, my personal brand, I became known for my first book, Take the Stairs. It solved one problem, procrastination. It had one, mes- one message, discipline. The whole, the whole book is about take the stairs, do things you know you should do that you don't feel like doing. And we, in a way you would go, what's original about that? Like, there couldn't be anything less original than the message of hard work. Like it was basically a spin on hard work, but it worked because we niched down on procrastination is the problem. And we broke through the wall. Look at what, even how I've positioned myself today at Brand Builders Group. I said, we don't work with companies. We only work with individuals. Now, the fact of the matter is a lot of what we would do would apply to companies. We don't allow ourselves to get distracted with it because It's not that we couldn't service them. We sure as heck can. We know a lot about branding in general. A lot of these principles apply to companies, but we're deciding and saying, we're we're going to serve us a specific type of individual, someone who we understand that we love, that we know um, because we're passionate about them. So think think of Amazon. Today, they literally sell everything because once you break through Sheehan's wall and you're on the other side, then you can expand into more things if you want. But in the beginning, Amazon sold one thing, one product, books. That's all they sold was one product, books. Now they sell everything. Gary Vaynerchuk, you mentioned him. 
he talks about everything, entrepreneurship, sales, investing, sports, music. But in the beginning, Gary Vaynerchuk, you, you, you said it, he talked about wine and really he talked about it in one location, which was YouTube. Yeah. People know him from Twitter, but originally it was winelibrary.tv. That's where he broke through the wall. Um, and so this is the true story. So if you're starting out and going, yeah, you have to be the go-to leading authority on something. If you're not, you are the noise. Even though you're frustrated that there's noise, you are the noise. You're creating the noise. You, the, but it's like, if you're working on building your personal brand, we are one of the best options in the world. Like there's literally, and if you're looking for a one-on-one like human coach experience that does just that thing, that's us. If you want one-on-one coaching for real estate specifically, that's not us. We don't teach you how to get, you know, do listing presentations and buyer presentations and run open houses and do home tours. Like that's not us. Or if you're a company and you're trying to like rebrand and tell the story of your whole company, that's not us. But if you're an individual going, I have a message. I want to be known by more people. I want to dominate an industry or vertical or a niche. And I want to learn the modern tools of the day to get that out there. We're a pretty dang good choice for that person. So we're clear on who we are for and who we are not for. And you got to be the same way. You know, I remember when we lived in Austin, Texas, one of my first coaching clients ever, this is back at the, at the former, but I worked with a guy named Chad Goldwasser, who was like a massive producer. Um, and he dominated circle C. It was like, he was differentiating on market, right? Which was who, who was he serving? It was a, it was a small part of town that I've heard several top producers tell that story. Like they dominated a town or they dominated all the people who work at this one hospital and they're the go-to person because you go like, if you're trying to be everything to everybody, there's not a visceral connection to any one thing. But if you can, if you can pick a small area and dominate it and go, I am the, if you're doing this thing, I am the best person. Right. And it's like, if you're a veteran, nobody's going to know more about getting a VA loan than me. I am the, I am the master on it. Why? It's all I do. It's all I study. It's all I research. I know the latest regulations. I know what's changing. I know exactly what you need to get pre-approved, blah, 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 blah. And I know the other hundred veterans in this neighborhood that you should know and that who already know me, you're dominating in that way. So yeah, it's be all things to all people. I think it's, it's not a recipe for failure. It's a recipe for mediocrity. I was just going to say to, to get lost, I think, or to just continue to shuffle and kick the can down the road because you feel like you need to be broad-based because you need a dot, you need a paycheck. Right. And yeah, that's and- the, that's the irony of it, Jeff. Like ironically you go, I'll make more money if I make myself available to more people. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. The more narrow you are, the more money you make because one of the shortcuts here, we didn't talk about this, but one of the ways we we teach our strategists to help someone find their uniqueness, we, we find this to be true almost always, is that you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Hmm. M- you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were because it's not only academic knowledge or head knowledge of it, 
It's that you have results in it. You have done the thing, right? Like you, you know that space. And we've been small business entrepreneurs, you know, side hustling salespeople our entire career. And so that's what we know is, is those, those types of people. So you, you can talk with a level of intimacy to that person because you've been them, not because mm-hmm. you've read about them, not because you've got a license to serve them, because you've actually been that person. So, you know, it's like, if I'm going to dominate the neighborhood of Circle C, I live in Circle C. Like, I'm the mayor. I'm, I know everything. I know the churches. I know the restaurants. I know the schools. I know everything. And I'm going to start the Circle C podcast. And it's like, if someone is thinking about moving to Circle C, at some point, they're going to bump into somebody that says, oh, you're looking at Circle C? Are you listening to this podcast? Like, oh, you want to know about the schools? Just go on this website. They're all, they, they break them all down for you. You want to know the restaurants to go? Oh, go here. You want shopping? This is the best place to go shopping. Like yeah. everything about anything related to either my geographic market, my psychographic market, my demographic market. It's like, I know everything going on in that space. You can't, you don't have enough time in your day to know everything that's going on in every space. You but you do have enough time in your day to know everything that's going on in a very small space. And you have to be willing to lose deals. I mean, I, I got a text from a good friend yesterday that was like, Rory, there's this, this venture backed company. They really need help telling their brand story. And it's, it is easy money. And I was like, dude, thanks for thinking of me. I can't help you. It's not my focus right now. Yeah. And you got to be willing to walk away from money like you got to be, you got to be willing to, 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 to step over a dollar bill because you know that you're, you're going after hundred dollar bills and it's just confidence comes from clarity, right? Certainty comes from clarity and most real estate agents, most small business owners are completely unclear. They are unclear about who they serve and about what makes them difference. It's like, they're clear that they do real estate, but outside of that, there's no deeper level of clarity for who they are most powerfully positioned to serve, who they're passionate about serving, what problems they can solve for those people and how they can be useful in their market. I've got an off the wall question. How much, how much more could we continue talking about this? I mean, there's, there's still, I feel like there's still a lot that that we're leaving on the table. Would you agree? Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a ton. I mean, our, so finding your brand DNA, which is our first, you know, stop on the 14 point brand builder journey. That's a, it's normally a two day experience just by itself. And that's with someone facilitating it. But usually it takes about two days to nail that and figure out exactly who do you serve? Uh, how do you serve them? Like what is your unique way of serving them? Uh, what problem do you solve for them? And how do you make money solving that problem for them. Now, I mean, in real estate, obviously it's like you make money by selling homes. So you're, you know, there's clarity on that, but the way you serve them is different. And even if there's two people that say, we both serve circle C, we both sell residential real estate uh, for Keller Williams in circle C, even though two people on that level could be doing the same thing, it's still different based on how they do it. They each have a different process of how they go about doing it. But if you're not clear what your process is, then you're just like, you're up there at the top level. So it could go on, it'll go on for a minute. So the reason I asked you that question is, is, uh, you know, would you want to come back for a second episode? 
I, I mean, totally. You know what you should do is you should have my wife come back to talk about the research study, just about the data points. But I mean, I, I think you. here's what I here's what I think we should do, Jeff. I think if we say you mentioned this earlier that if if you want to learn more, go to freebrandcall.com/lca. Right. So this is for lab coat agents, mm-hmm. and request a call. Mm-hmm. And what I would say, Jeff, is if a bunch of people do that and we see that there's a bunch of interest from like the community of going, this is, this is resonating for me and I want to know more. And uh, they also could be like writing, you know, whenever you post this on social, if you see a bunch of questions and a bunch of engagement, I'd be more than happy to come back or AJ could come back. Or, I mean, if, if there's an appetite for this, then let's, then let's, then let's do it. Awesome. I, I think this is very powerful. And I, and, you know, again, I mentioned that because I, I think our audience probably doesn't really fully understand the magnitude of the guests that we have today. We have a lot of amazing guests. Don't get me wrong, uh, but but Rory, you're 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 at a high level, man. I, I've really enjoyed following you for years and reading and learning and listening oh, and man. all that good stuff. So I just want our audience to understand that, and and you need to go check that out. Uh, freebrandcall.com forward slash LCA. If they want to connect with you, you mentioned uh, Instagram. Is that the best place to go do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, they can go, go wherever I'm, 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 I'm all over the place, but you know, you can, I would say Instagram, like if you want to come leave me a comment or, you know, shoot me a DM or something, I'm most active. I'm most active there. Awesome. Or LinkedIn. We're on, you know, you can also send me a LinkedIn invite or whatever, and just say, you know, I heard you on lab coats and that too. I love it. And, and as far as just learning more about brand builders, will that be a part of that free brand call uh, website? They can learn yeah. more about brand Yeah, builders. I would just go there, check that out. And like, we'll, you know, we'll introduce you to some frameworks. We'll show you the roadmap of all, like what the 14 points are on the journey. And, and we'll figure out together if we're a fit. And if we're not, we'll tell you, like we, we, our whole business is about reputation. And so we only really work with people who we feel like are a good match that we can, we can get a lot of traction with. So but yeah, that's where I would go to to learn more about Brand Builders Group too. It's fantastic. I appreciate it, Roy. This has been an this has been an awesome episode. I selfishly wish that we could keep talking, uh, but we need to wrap it up. And I know you've probably got a busy busy uh, afternoon ahead of you. So, uh, dude, I, I thank you again. This has been phenomenal. This has been so much fun, and uh, hopefully, our audience uh, receives this as well as I did, and and Tristan has. If that doesn't tell you guys enough. You know, Tristan and I are always trying to connect with people like Rory as often as possible. You should too. And so go check it out one last time. We've said it about 10 times, freebrandcall.com forward slash LCA. Go check it out. Go schedule a consultation. They're going to vet you as hard as you're vetting them. And that to me says a hell of a lot about this company. And if Rory says that's what they're doing, I 1 million percent trust. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, So Rory, thank you again for your time, brother. And I look forward to the next time we get to talk. All the best, Jeff. Thanks so much, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks 
tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcast.